It's time for the Magpie 24-7 Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. Discussing all things Newcastle United, passionate, unfiltered, unfiltered, and totally black and white by fans for fans. Everyone, it's Kyle for Magpie 24-7. And yeah, we're here again, another negative podcast. And as a fan, Paul, right now, it's, it's it's a very low point. I've seen my team relegated. I've seen Derby defeats. I've seen many, many bad lows as a Newcastle fan. But this is this is up there. Like a nil-nil draw, lethargic, go, playing for a point away to West Brom. And uh, uh, t- t- now two wins in 18. It's it's worse than what it was under McLaren before he took off. It's um, it's bleak to say the least. Fulham win the day as well away to Liverpool. Um, I'm shitting myself, Paul. Relegation yeah. looms. Yeah, relegation is is an absolute certainty. We've talked before before we came on uh, today, uh, and I, I feel I feel low. I've gone through anger today, and I just feel so so low at this point. But we need four, maybe five wins to be able to stay up, mate. We've got two wins in 18. We've got 11 games left this season. Uh, we've got a lo- most of the top teams uh, still left to play at uh, at home. Uh, and, and the old adage comes, of course, if you can't beat the likes of Sheffield United and West Brom, who are beneath us in the table, if you're giving them points and they're almost certain for relegation along with ourselves, then you're going to be pulled into that relegation battle, mate. And it's... Um, I was so angry after full time. I really, really was. But at yeah. the moment, I, I feel, I feel gutted. I feel sick. And you know what makes it worse, mate? When you see that smarmy, cabbage-headed bastard come out and he's laughing and joking with the West Brom players, having a bit of rough and tumble fun, like he's some sort of, uh, you know, fucking old granddad sitting there with the grandkids and stuff like that and he's and he's laughing and joking on he's 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 loving it and and he's seen all these positives that have come out of today mate but all i feel is is an emptiness and a certainty to look forward to trip to the likes of the den the new york stadium uh, and wherever the hell coventry city want to play the home games next season it's uh it's it's bad 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 times to be a newcastle united supporter mate it 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 really is. is It is. It's really bad. I mean, I usually after the games, I usually sit around, go around, go around the fan channels, go around the content creators. I just haven't been. You know, I, I can't be honest, mm-hmm. mate. I just honestly no. when for people that listen to when people that like really, really care about what we're doing. That I just fought this off the night. I'll be on. I'll be honest, mate. I can't be flipping. Can't even be harassed with the way that the team played today and with the way it's going. It's just getting worse. Well- and worse, it, it, it is, mate, because at the end of the day, we're here to talk about football. What we witnessed today, mate, there, there, there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't any football, there wasn't any tactics, there wasn't anything that you can hang your, hang your hat on. There was more holes in our preparation, our game plan, and everything than, a, than, <laughs> oh God, than a, like a Swiss, uh, Swiss cheese or something like that. It was. Truly, truly awful. And you're right. It, it, it's it's more of our passion, loyalty, and commitment to the listeners and 
to you know everybody who's part of uh, you know Magpie twenty four seven who, who comment yeah. who subscribe who like that's why we're doing it because otherwise you would want to etch from your memory every second of that pathetic uh, you know limp wristed shit that we had to, at the stomach today watching uh, Newcastle play. I've said to you, yeah. I, I watch non-league foreign football, Scottish football, um, you know, league football. That was one of the worst games of football. And if it was anybody else but Newcastle, mate, I'd have switched off and said, that's absolutely shite. I'm not wasting my time. I'd rather go and watch paint dry. And yeah. at the moment, I'm moving house, so there's plenty of opportunities to see paint dry or plaster uh, drying if I want to. And it would have been of more excitement and opportunity uh, than that. It was... It was a horrible day, as you will get. But I think the thing that's making it really, really um, even worse for me, personally, is to see how smug, arrogant, and over-the-moon Steve Bruce is about it. I want him to be as angry as what I was after the game. I want him to be feeling now... I mean, I physically feel sick digesting the fact that it's going to be our third relegation. It's possibly going to take... Uh, take away any chance of, of, of a takeover because Ashley's not going to reduce his price. We'll get onto that one later on. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and all I can say is that to the Premier League, I hope you're fucking happy because you talk about selling the product and the brand of the Premier League. Today, mate, was a championship quality fixture between two teams that will be in the championship next season. And, um, you know, you want to market that. You, at the end of the day, we could have been taken over we could have uh, had untold possibilities uh, going for us. It, we could have had a team full of superstars, money coming into the Premier League. We could have been able to put on a much better example of a game of football. But every game we play at the, at the moment, mate, is awful. It is disgusting. It is without life. You can't sell that. You can't sell yeah. that. Well, unless your idea is, 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 is to cure insomnia or something like that. That's the only way you can use this as, 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 a, as a sort of positive in any way. I was drifting off in the second half. I was that bored of what I was shit. watching. It was shit. This is supposed to be entertainment, mate. It's supposed to be on the edge of your seat. This is supposedly uh, a, a team um, who's behind the manager. Everybody's together. Everybody's fighting up. We, and all I'm hearing about Bruce is, well, you know, then I'm quietly confident that we'll stay up. Well, I'm glad you are because I'm loudly telling you that we fucking won't because you no, look at Fulham no. today mate and I, and I think you've, you've watched the majority of the game I've, I've come in and I've come out of it and stuff like yeah. that I couldn't take much more um, and they're a team playing with the tails up they're a team playing for the manager they're a team who've got a game plan they've got goals within the team they've got a spirit a work ethic a togetherness they are going to be heading up the table they won't finish third bottom they won't finish fourth bottom They'll there'll be yeah. a couple of places uh, yeah, up on. the table. They will they'll kick on. Yeah, it's between they've got a bit of fighting something about them. Whereas Newcastle Probably. all season, mate, we've been absolute shit. Um, yeah. I mean, and there's a couple of players, mate, as well that need to be singled out here today. Um, oh, and they were sure. boiling my piss. They were absolutely yeah. boiling my piss. There is a, there is a couple of players, mate, but. <laughs> This manager, man, he's just, I'm at the end of me teller, mate. Because uh, we've been talking about this since, on this podcast, since October, November time, mm. where the right was on the, no the we, we knew what was coming. We knew this was coming. Ignored, laughed at, pundits um, saying, yeah. 
you don't fucking know what you're on yeah, about and all yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, Steve Bruce is a lovely man. He's a great manager and he's doing a fantastic job. Or Rafa Rafa on all this shit. It's just, it's just sort of flipping. Just no. the the media are flipping horrible this season. Us, they've just they've constantly neglected the situation and look at where we are now. And even before the game, man, Paul. I mean, all the shit that's been going on this week with have been uh, the mole of Matt, the mole Matt Ritchie arguments and all that. Where he's clearly also have been dressing room, by the way. Um, and in his pre-match press, he's like, "Oh well, it's not a must-win game." Like, are you flipping serious? So you seen who we've got coming up, Paul? Got legs of Leicester, Man City. We've got all these. We've got Liverpool coming up. I don't care if they lost to Fulham yeah. the day; they'll beat us. Um. But that, that's a perfect example, mate. That is a perfect example that you've just said there. Fulham good Anfield today, right? And they go there hungry and determined and they claim the three points. I promise you now, we will roll up to Anfield. We'll look at the team. He'll make excuses about the, the gulf in uh, finances, uh, the gulf in playing squads. He will come up with all the excuses, as he does do beforehand. And we will go in there we will play against the name rather than look at six losses in a row at Anfield and this, that and the other. Uh, and then what we will do is we will sit back, we will lose, and then all you guys, well, you know then, I'm taking oh, well, the the, the, the the champions and all that. For yeah. them to have more respect for Liverpool the day, mate, and they deserved it. Mm-hmm. The show and that's what we should be doing. And it's everything we haven't. He's sitting after the game today saying, oh, we'll move on after a draw away to West Brom when we'll play it for a draw. Even before the game, he's saying, well, it's not a must win. I mean, with what we've got coming up and how bad we're playing, every game's a must fit and win. Two wins in 18, Paul. Two, Two in 18 games. Totally McLaren right. has five in his last 18. Five from McLaren. Mc- Steve McLaren, the one that's called the clown, the one that's called the idiot. The worst one And he's got three more wins than Steve Bruce has in his last 18 games. This is when the wheels fell off. This is when he lost the dressing room. This is when it was all flipping tits up. And he ha- and he's still, in his last 18 games in charge, has had three more wins than Steve Bruce has now. And Steve Bruce's job isn't under question yet. He's fighting he's He's fighting people in the dressing room. He's calling out. He's calling out the media all the time. He's blaming everybody but himself, Paul. And on the field, we're flipping t- terrible. Mm-hmm. We're shit. And yet he'll sit there and he'll blame the players. You'll uh, throw them all under the bus and Fulham won the day. And you'll be like, "Oh well, that's a that's a lack of luck from us." Three weeks ago, mate, we were ten points in front of Fulham. Now it's one. It's one point, and Fulham look hungry, and we look dead. We look gone. Honestly, I think I've, I felt worse. I felt worse today than I felt when we've beat when we got, last got relegated when Sunderland beat Everton. It's the yeah. worst I felt as a fan. It is absolutely embarrassing because I know with eleven games left, that team under Steve Bruce is not good enough. We'll be lucky yeah. to win one game, one or two and, games. And the thing is, mate, four or five to steal. It wouldn't be as bad if you felt that there was a level of accountability at the club and professionalism at the club. We've got an owner who's put the keys in an envelope and shoved them through the door. We've got a, a takeover process that is still two years away from completion if we remain in the Premier League. Um, you've got a managing director who's most likely uh, than not furloughed himself because he's it's that useless and incompetent. He's absolutely needs to be held accountable. He's got away with so much shit over the years. And finally, people will understand, I've been banging on about this... Um, uh, Penfold, 
and it just proves it right. If you were not a accountable from the top, what's Steve Bruce got to fear? He can be shit and he can look forward to next season trying to, to relegate us from the championship as spectacularly as he's uh, got us relegated from the Premier League because it is an absolute certainty in any other manager at any other football club would have been out of the door ages ago. And for that, I hold one man and one man only responsible. Uh, and that is Lee Charney. You know, lots of other teams. You look at Scott Parker, he's getting more out of that team than the sum of its parts. Steve Bruce is getting less out of this team than the sum of its parts. Uh, and it's going to it's gonna hurt so much more to see the likes of Miggy walk away, uh, Sam walk away. We'll yeah. lose all of the crown jewels. And then you'll get a load of free transfers in, uh, loans. You'll get your uh, probably Jones from uh, Manchester United. You get all your rejects from his old clubs. And the worst thing about it, mate, is we will still have that cabbage-headed bastard at the front of this fast uh, circus at St. James's Park. And he'll lead us into next season. We'll have a terrible start. Um, we'll continue playing this terrible brand of anti-football. And, you know, this will this will start our, our, our demise. I have zero confidence, zero no, confidence no. In, 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 in him to, to be able to turn it around. And, um, yeah, the older Jose Perez picture of Steve Bruce with his fingers in his ears is absolutely perfect for this uh, buffoon. He calls himself a Geordie. Do not soil those words again. Get out. Get out of the football club. Get out the city. Get out the region. Get out the country. Just go as far away. Clear your desk. I'm not taking any more of this. Steve Bruce is a nice man. Bullshit from, from, the, from the media. Not one little bit. There's not one shred of evidence of that whatsoever. He, he, he's, if he's not laughing and joking with opposition managers, if he's not laughing and joking with opposition um, players, Everything's a big laugh for him. I'm not laughing after sitting uh, after sitting through uh, that ninety minutes. And, and I tell you something, I've never watched a game of football and thought, "How long is this going on?" It feels like it's been on for fucking, you know, Several twelve, hours. thirteen, fourteen yes. hours. It was pure and utter torture. The football was dross. The lack of substitutions, bringing Andy Carroll on with twenty seconds to go. Absolutely shite from from start to finish, and that's before we get to some of the players. And I tell you something, mate. Yes, Steve Bruce has to shoulder a lot of shit for what is going on, uh, it, it, you know, at Newcastle at the moment. But there's players like uh, John Joe Shelby. Again, there's no risk of him getting his missus pregnant because he, the the absolute joke of a player. I'm sick and tired. Pulls out. All of the time. So there's no risk of getting uh, Mrs. Uh, Shelby pregnant. That's for certain. Because the, the boy doesn't know how to fucking keep it in. He can't put himself about. One good game in 15. And then he comes out crowing about how great Steve Bruce is. And his man fucking management and stuff. Honestly, mate. And, and, and he's not just the only one. But I think he he's pissed me off. Because Steve Bruce come out after the game. And he says, well. And sorry, even before the game. Well, John Joe can lead the charge and stuff like this. John Joe can do fuck all. He's been useless for ages. He's one of the highest paid players at the club. And for me, he can go with Steve Bruce. Wherever Steve Bruce is gone, John Joe does a favour and you can just fuck off as well. Because one in 15, one in 15, and, and, and Steve Bruce is hanging his hat on John Joe Shelby. Don't make me laugh. He's talking about the fact that, well, he was our leading goal scorer last season. You should be fucking ashamed at that, Bruce, man. You should be fucking ashamed. That's it's before close. you get to Jeff Hendry. It is. I mean, 
it's just from top to bottom an absolute mess, mate. I mean, I look at Lee Charlie taking no accountability at all. I mean, there was an apparent meeting the other day after the whole thing with Craig Hope, um, letting out a, a, a big story. But to be honest, mate, I think the only reason there was a meeting is because Lee Charlie was uttered in public, and he's probably told him off about that. Not about the, not about the form. Mate, why is he banned? What? Why? Why? This is the thing with Lee Charlie. How? How demented do you have to be? How thick between the ears do you have to be? What that lad has reported, is there any inaccurate? If it was inaccurate, I could understand them being banned. But what he has done is spoke the truth. And because New yeah, and because Newcastle is not the North Korean state, they've gone, oh, well, no, you can't be speaking the truth. So what do you want these journalists to spout lies about the football club to the fans to you? That, that's what you want. The, Useless and incompetent bastards, the the, the lot of them, and, well, and I think disgusting, disgusting what they've done, banning that journalist. The band Craig Hope and Steve Bruce has admitted it's true and they try to cover it up, so they're trying to cover up the problems and ban the journalist rather than address the problem at hand. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is it's alarming how far they're willing to go not to address Steve Bruce's. Yeah. No more. Yeah, Maro like just the criminal man. The like, injustice of that is what he's doing to this club. He's killing the club from the inside, mate. I yeah. think he's an agent, me, and he's and he's took it on as a Sunderland fan, me. Oh, relegate Newcastle in a couple of years. Jobs are good. And, um, it's a flipping. Yeah. It's 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 a crime, mate. Honestly, it feels he like he a crime. No what he's doing to it. He, and, he 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 wins no matter because if he gets sacked. He gets the money. If he takes us down, he gets he, he is your opposition to be able to try and uh, and try and turn it round. And he also knows as well. If 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 we go down, right? If we go down, then that kills off any hope of a takeover. So that sort of keeps him in employment. Because if we get taken over, the first thing that the the PIF or whoever stably would do would be to get rid of that utter and total incompetent buffoon. But I'm I'm just fed up that there is there is zero accountability at that football club. There's no standards, no. what so whatsoever. There's no alarm bells going off. There's no statement. There's no the next uh, game or the next two games are really really crucial. We've just played a, a mediocre Wolves team. We've played uh, an awful West Brom who've shipped 34 goals or something this season. The worst home defence in the league, and we've gone there. Looking just not to lose, not to take it to them, not to take shots on goal. You know, Crystal Palace, they, they did they stick five past them. Yeah, I think you remember Leeds. Oh, yeah, right. So, and and, and uh, so we're not talking about the, the Manchester Cities of the world or the Manchester Uniteds or anybody else like that. We're talking about teams who are around us have gone there. I mean, West Brom lost to Sheffield United, mate. If they had any chance or want to stay up, they had to win that, that particular game. They are certain to go down. But what's happened today is they've almost certainly, Allardyce has once again taken us. He will take us, uh, you know, to take us with them. Um, and, you know, last time we went down, we had Rafa Benitez and we had a little, little bit of hope. hope. We've got out this season uh, because you're going you're gonna to be playing the crowds uh, even after social distancing. A few thousand. Who's going to want to go there? Because there's so much apathy, okay. and that's how I feel at the moment, mate. I'm just apathetic to 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 how to how the club is is being operated because I just see it is it is pathetic. And anything else, if you if you didn't love it and you weren't obsessed with it as much, you'd wash your hands of it totally. If it was another yeah. club, you'd be saying you'd be saying 
you would you'd be laughing at them uh, you'd take pity on them but it's happening it's happening to us and and, and I just think if you look at, at the squads and everything it should not be he is getting less out of that team than the sum of its parts but if you go there and you, you you've got two strikers on the bench and you don't start with a, a proper striker then then you destined we are just reaping what we sowed you know when you when we employed uh, when we employed this absolute joke in the first place, you knew that eventually it would end in relegation. Didn't happen the first season, mate. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. I and they deserve it. The, the club yeah. deserves it. They do. They deserve everything they get, mate. It's only the fans that don't in this entire situation. When he was yeah, appointed, I thought two years. Uh, I thought it'd be all right the first season due to. Uh, being it, it being Rafa's team more fairly compact and stuff, but the longer Steve Bruce has been in charge, the more more confidence has been shown over time. He's done it at every single club he's been at, mate. He can't last longer than two years. Well, he will, yeah, because of obviously the incompetence of the football club in general. But we we'll deserve everything we'll get, mate, in terms of a football club. If I didn't support and love Newcastle, mate, I would want them to go down. I'd want them to get relegated because I'm yeah. thinking well, you don't even want to compete. You just want to finish 17th and, and that's it this season. You'd be happy with that. And that's his remit, apparently. So, you know, if I didn't support Newcastle, mate, I'd want them to go down. I mean, yeah. you look at the team sheet the day, mate. It, it, even even when you look at the team sheet, like, like you could see the, the mentality of what the man manager wanted. The man manager, you know, the flipping, the, the one that, the, the one that, oh, well, you know, I know what I'm, no. Flipping, Jeff Hendrick is a, is a is a winger. I mean, Jeff Hendrick, Paul, honestly, this bloke keeps getting games. And he's, honestly, the right side today is the worst right side I've ever seen in the history. Like, there can it be worse? Jeff Come Hendrick, back, Jeremy. Come back, Paul. Jeremy. All is forgiven. Honestly, I take Jeremy. I take Stephen Carr. In fact, hell, I take them now. Forty and fifty-year-old men. I take them now. They're more mobile and you more useful than Emil Kraft ever will be, mate. It's a right back. He's flipping shit. I said it at Liverpool. Last Who year. scouted him? I, I, Who I scouted him? I said it at Liverpool last year for NFTV, right? Um, that he was the worst right back I've ever seen. The worst. The worst right back I've ever seen. I haven't seen anybody worse. And I got called a bit harsh at the time. And I stand by it now, mate. He's the worst, worst, worst right back I've ever seen. And the worst thing is, mate, Manquillo was fit the day. He was on the bench. You yep. bench Manquillo for that. He's sh- mate, he's shit. That's he's a selection. That is a se- that is Steve Bruce's warped head. I don't know what the hell it, goes on inside uh, between those two ears. I, I don't, I, he's lost air, the plot. Air, there's no brain there, mate. It's just no. straight through. Yeah. Been useless. Every, every, everybody else says exactly the same, mate. They look at Kraft and they wonder how the hell he has got caps internationally because it, it's it, it's beyond perplexing. It really, really is. If Mankio is on that bench, he's clearly fit enough to, to start and to play uh, and, and to do something. And, you know, literally Sam Allardyce must have been rubbing his hands together as soon as he saw the team sheet it was like that scene of Home Alone where the light goes up, you know, above his head and stuff like that um, because he must be thinking it's, uh, it's Christmas it's Christmas all we need to do lads is get the ball out to our left hand side attack and this man for Toffee you know he just sticks out he, he sticks out a leg that's his idea of tackling. His positional sense is atrocious. He can't get forward. He can't pass. He can't find his teammates. He can't do short passes. He's got no long passes. Um, he's literally as inept as you want. As, as you want, he's useless. And, and whoever's you know, 
I got a little bit of ribbon in, in Twitter today because I know Joe Linton wasn't by today by far one of the worst Newcastle players, but he's the number nine. He's £40 million and he's supposed to be a striker um, and he can't strike a football. But whoever's scouting the likes of Joe Linton and Emil Kraft needs to be fired instantly. He does, he does because need, who, who, who's seen these? What, what do you see? Are you a Macam who's scouting them? Are, are you putting them into the lap and the bandit? It is. It's it's crazy. I mean, Kraft and Joel Linton. I mean, I'm not going to give Joel Linton any shit today. No, he was one of the better players today. Kraft, Hendrick. I mean, come off. But that's it, not saying much. Oh, I mean, his positional his positional play is embarrassing. I mean, I'm not going to say anything about me, about myself because I'm, I'm by no means a Premier League player. But I think I could do a better job than Emil Kraft made. He's flipping shit. He's beyond shit. Jeff Hendrick. Oh my god, oh, man. The amount of shit. Jack Colbeck used to get for being a centre defensive midfielder in Newcastle's team under Rafa. The amount of shit Jack Colbeck got, I would take Jack Colbeck now over Jeff Hendrick. That's how bad, that's how bad Jeff Hendrick is, mate. He's shit. He's beyond shit. Neither neither wonder he couldn't get a contract at Burnley, mate. He's he's beyond shit. He's pathetic. As a as a footballer, I don't know what he offers. He just he just jogs around the field. Did he even touch the flipping ball today, mate? No, if you miss if you miss the T news before and you were looking, twenty minutes in, you would not have known that Jeff Hendrick was was playing. He has okay, you know yeah. zero influence. You, you look at he's played all over the park. He's played right. He's played left. He's played central. He's played deep lying this season across the defence. Sorry, across the midfield. He's had one game where he did okay. His first game, his debut. Since then. He has had opportunity after opportunity, not warranted at all, may I add, yet, and yet, and this is a big yet, Matty Longstaff was persuaded to stay, to give Steve Bruce a chance and trust him with his uh, you know, development and stuff like that. Where the fuck is Matty Longstaff? And I'm not saying that he's the best footballer in the world, mate. He's a young kid. He's 100% better than Jeff Hendrick. Sean Longstaff, what, what's he done? What's he said? You know, what was he responsible for the Sheffield United uh, debacle? I'm sorry. If you look at that, if you look at that team, the entire the entire selection was wrong. And and, and he's talking. Well, I didn't want to change the formation that's been worked working what working so well to get us two wins in bastard eighteen. Give up, man. You play to what you've got. Now, if we're missing players, and you're going to use that as an excuse, and and Steve Bruce likes his excuses, change it up. Why not go with Carol and Gale up front? Why not take it to them? Because I think if, if, if we'd have took the game to them, then we could have won today. But what oh, we did was, was just set up not to fucking lose. And there is a massive, massive difference. Points made at this time. Points we need. Not a point. That's no good at all in the big context uh, of, you know, of, of things. We need four, five wins, mate, out of the yeah. remaining 11 games. It's not yeah. going to happen. Yes, not going to happen. Yeah. He keeps talking about this accumulation of points. That's three, four weeks. That's all he's flipping rabbited on about. Ooh, accumulation of points at the end of the season. Oh, Right. When you lose at home to Brighton, when you lose away to Sheffield United, and when you draw away to flipping um, West Brom and score in neither of those games, who do you expect to accumulate the points against? 
These are the games that we need to win, Paul, and we're not even threatening to score. We're not close. We're not close, are we? He plays defensive. And I got a comment on Twitter after the game um, saying, oh, it's no different from Rafa. I don't understand the Bruce hatred. I'm thinking, oh, you're one flipping... Are you in space? Are you lived under a rock for the past 20 bastard years? Because I think you've been hit by a fucking rock, hasn't he? <laughs> I think so. Okay, no, man, you've got something wrong with your head. I ended up there uh, just leaving it in the end. But then, uh, like, how how under a rock do you have to be to think Rafa played the same football as Steve Bruce? Like, not a chance. No way, Paul. No. Like, I, I won't accept it. I won't tolerate it. It's not, it's not defensive football, mate, that we're playing. What Rafa did was, was play... A, a, a pretty solid uh, game of football but if you look at some of the games look at the Spurs game when we demolished them at the end of the season when we were obviously trying to get them to stay we destroyed we destroyed umpteen teams look in the championship we had umpteen games where we scored uh, you know uh, several goals we then get back to the Premier League and again we have some games where you know we did uh, rack up you know rack up goals but then also as well he's going to uh, difficult ground and Look at the the Leicesters, uh, you know, of the world, and he had a game plan. I'm telling you something now. Steve Bruce has never had a game plan in his fucking life. You only oh, have yeah. to look at you only have to look at the team sheet today, mate, and the formation to know that. You know, I'm not saying that they, these the, the likes of um, Federico Fernandez. I'm not saying the likes of Jacob Murphy. I'm not saying the likes of Andy Carroll, Dwight Gale, are our best players or world beaters. But they are far more of an offensive package. And I thought an Andy Carroll, you know, playing in a dinosaur type of football, and I, and, I, and again, I, I, I labelled it the, the El Dinosaur Classico 2 uh, before the game, you know, after the Hodgson uh, fiasco, now we're going to Sam Allardyce. But I just thought it would have maybe suited today an Andy Carroll type of uh, play. We could have got Dwight Gale working around him, getting some shots in. He's our best goal scorer with Callum Wilson out, but he can't get a sniff. He no, cannot no. get a sniff, but he, he, he continues to persevere with Joe Linton like he's some sort of pet project. He continues to persevere with Jeff Hendrick like he's some sort of little uh, mini project. Like He can't possibly be wrong. He's got to keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it until he's proven right. Whoa. You know, what's he going to say? He's still optimistic about staying up when we're sitting there playing at the Den away on the first game of next season. Wouldn't it's pathetic. It is pathetic. We should not be down the bottom, scrapping like this, and and, and, and for him to sit there and think, well, I'm quietly confident. It's just an utter, an utter, it's just horse shit. It's like his brain and his mouth cannot be fucking connected one little bit. And, and and all this Geordie stuff, and like you said before, the nice man, um, you know, mask, the fakeness uh, amongst his media friends needs to be uh, dispelled straight away. He's a nasty, selfish bastard who is taking us down and he's ruining any future prospects for this, uh, you know, football club. It's going to set us back, even at best case scenario, years and years and years. And, and, and again, financially, the shit's gonna hit the fan as well with everything that's getting off because I mean he ain't gonna put his hands in his uh, in, in his pockets, is he? If anything, if anything, Paul, I think Mike, I think Mike Ashley's getting took the piss took out of him by Steve Bruce. To be honest, because Steve Bruce knows as well as we do, you're not get sacked. 
So he's just yeah. he's just he's just continuing to do things constantly every single week. Goat fans have a go at them, ban journalists, yeah, play shite football, all this, and he knows he's not going to get sacked because it's a win-win for Steve Bruce. Either way, he gets a lot of money out of it. Do you know what I mean? A lot of money for this absolute dinosaur of a manager making it four million to get him in, and it's going to cost apparently four million to get him out. Eight million on this useless sack of shit. What? When, when you couldn't even for a bastard player, like remember when, remember, remember when the uh, first promotion scene, season ended on a Rafa and we had to sell the buy, it, eight million could have done him good, but they wouldn't even spend that. Now we need that to get rid of Steve Bruce. It's 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 flipping. It beggars belief, Paul. I'm just I'm just so tired of this, and we're not even at the start of the game yet. But then again, there's not much to even talk about. This is the nah, first half of no, no. silence, and that'll sum it up. The second half, shite again, another yeah. minute silence. I, I, I had to laugh at one of the comments. Somebody put, oh, I wonder where this is going to go on match of the day tonight. And so, uh, and the reply came back, uh, probably Tuesday. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, no, who's going to want to sit through this? There, there wasn't, there, mate, there wasn't a highlight. The, you know, I'm, I'm not saying by the way that West Brom were great and fantastic. Uh, if they had, if they had a better striker, they, they would have, they would have won today. We had a better striker uh, and more about us than we should have won today. But they were two awful dog shit teams playing dog shit football, if you can call it that. Um, and and, and like I said, I, I was just absolutely, you know, flabbergasted. No. You know, we make one substitution, then we don't make our second sub until into stoppage time, until until the very very end. He wasn't even trying to go for it, mate. It was like he was deliberately happy with a point. Well, he and was. I, just, he I, was. I, I would just, I would just love to be able to ask him, Steve, where are these wins going to come up from that you are so confident about? Because your grip of reality and my view of the situation are too completely and utterly different things I can see us perhaps and I'm being saying perhaps get one more win before the end of the season being Sheffield United at home apart from that I don't I don't see where we pick up these other three maybe four wins that we need to be able to stand a, a fighting chance Aston Villa coming up mm, Aston Villa are on a little bit of a downward spiral right they've got Jack Greenish coming back there, there you go it'll rip us it will rip us to absolute uh, shreds Brighton oh yeah Brighton coming up with Adam Lallana in they're a different kettle of fish they'll have too much for us to handle and that other lad who destroyed us at St James's Park he's coming back you've said so again um, these are the type of players that will destroy us all day uh, long and you couple that with the fact that you know, even when Miggy comes back and ASM comes back there's a chance that uh, Miggy after he might have to fly Transatlantic for these international fixture that's coming up. He thinks he might be able to be back for these international games. Then he comes back. He's got to be quarantined for ten days before he can come back into the bubble. It's just the fast, mate. It is an absolute fast from the top of that football club and the ownership, the leadership with Lee Charney, the day-to-day -day operations, um, the fighting between the coaches. You know, all the Steves don't like the new guy Graham. Uh, Steve Bruce doesn't seem to like the new uh, guy who's coming as well. There's certain players, the senior players are, are scrapping it out with the bloody manager. They're falling out with each other. There's clicks. You've got John Joe Shelby telling the world how fantastic that Steve Bruce is when the rest of the world can see that he's the biggest cockwomble um, that, that's going and, and uh, you know, the greatest advert for a wank that there's ever fucking been. I wish 
his fucking father had done that on that fearful fucking night, let's be honest. Um, oh, God, the club is awful. Even below that, mate, I was looking at the under-23s. They continuously keep losing. There's nobody really from there that we can count on to come and help us and, and try and make some difference. The under-18s, the youth teams, they're all doing really, really, really poorly. From top to bottom, the club is in an absolute dire mess. And when you need somebody with the, the tactical know-how and, 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 and the ability to micromanage and to pick a club out and, and to improve it piece by piece, what have we got? We've got somebody, it looks like he's been out on the lash on a Friday night, had about 10 pints, he's had a couple of kebabs, and he's puking up in the taxi uh, rank whilst he's waiting for a lift back home. It's 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 beyond an absolute joke, and I'm just, I feel so sad. It, it get, it's getting to the stage now where, where Newcastle play, I'm absolutely and utterly dreading it, because it's like, how can they find a new way to piss me off? How can I feel any lower than what I do about the football club? And then I look back and like things pop up. We've had the Bobby Robson stuff recently. Then, you know, we shared it on across our socials. You're nearly yeah. in tears watching that, mate. You're nearly in tears. You, you listen to the man talking about the football club and, uh, and about man management and players and fans and what a club really is and the pride he had in our football club. The, the ground extension, signing players, having young, exciting players. You, you listen to Bobby Robson talk about tactics and about preparation. And then you look at Steve Bruce. And it's like it's it's it, it's like a, a mirror universe. It, it's that bad. It is that bad. But um yeah, Jeff Hendrick, you can go. John Joe Shelby, I, I don't want to see you in a Newcastle shirt again. Emil Kraft. Awful. Discuss if that's if, if if the answer to our question is Emil Kraft, I don't want to know what the question is. These are players I just don't want to see play for the club again. Today I thought Dubravka didn't have really a save of much note to make. He did okay. I thought Paul Dummett come in and I thought that was the right call. I thought he was decent enough, tidy enough. Kieran Clark, I'd give him a shout out. Yeah. Probably um, my man the match today. Yeah. And all that. I mean, Joe Linton, if you take away the fact of his £40 million price tag and the fact that he's a striker and he's number number nine, just forget that for a second and yeah, put his feet round a little bit and put a little bit of effort in. But I can't switch off from the fact that he's a £40 million striker and he's shit at striking a football. The only Brazilian who can't play football. And I look at how many goals has he scored, mate, since he, since he joined? Three, four, five? Something rotten like that, isn't it? Right, yeah. Um and it's it's just shite. I judge him as a goal scorer, and I I get mad when I saw the likes of Hosselu get absolute pelters. Even even Yondal Thomasons, uh, Andreas Andersons that we've had, Kevin Gallagher's getting um, pelters, Peter Lovenkans getting pelters uh, of 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 people who's oh, they're not good enough. They don't score. They're a striker who doesn't score enough goals. Well, fucking hell! Wait a minute here. This lad's 40 million quid and a strike and a Brazilian at that. And he can't hit the side of a barn door, mate. You can't you can't put your hat on, on him and, and, and just looking before the match. Where is the goals in this team? Jeff Hendrick, your leading scorer with two, is it? It's, it's embarrassing, mate. It's embarrassing, mate. It is for our, for our football club and stuff like that. And and, and right now, I mean, 
I'm 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 living in South Yorkshire at the moment, which is obviously where where, where my wife's from and all of her family's from. And I, I face the real prospect of being replaced in the Premier League by Barnsley. Do you know? It, 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 it's, it, no, and it's no disrespect to, 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 to Barnsley whatsoever, but the size of football club it is like uh, comparing a, a, a T-Rex and not that T-Rex from down the A19, but it's like comparing a T-Rex and Barney the Dinosaur. Barnsley's a, a smashing, well-run family club. It's, you know, it, it does well for itself and, and, and all of that, but you know the clubs that we could get replaced by Bournemouth are another club that we could get replaced by, and you look at some of the other clubs in and around the playoffs, and they're nowhere near as big of a club as what Newcastle is, and that's with the greatest of respect to your to your Barnsleys of the world, to where uh, even like a Blackburn who might want to get in, into the playoffs, or a Middlesbrough who might want to get into the playoffs, or you know any one of the other teams that are around there. It's it's there's no comparison. But the fans are being so short. We've got Champions League fans. We've got a, a, a you know a Premier League stadium. Champions League fans, and we've got a skip rat owner, a skip rat manager, and a skip rat MD, and they are polluting this this proud club, and they are yeah. dragging the, the dragging us down, mate. And, and the dragging us into oblivion. The, the absolute cancers. Um, yeah. I mean, in terms of the game, mate, the only chance I can really think of you either either way was um Jolinton getting the ball and instead of taking it on the shot, um ah. trying to square it and it get cut out. Other than that, mate, over the ninety minutes barring like a Willock shot straight at the goalkeeper, I kind of think of a chance, mate. And like I've, I'm more concerned with like the the situation, how happy Bruce is with the result and stuff. I mean he was saying, oh, I am I'm I'm happy with the run that we're on. Like he's happy. No, no, Paul. Hold. Let it sink in. He's happy with the run that we're on. He says. We've won, he says we've won two in the last six. Um, we've only won Wrong. one in the last six. Um, as well as that, we've only won two in eighteen. And like I said before, McLaren won five of his last eighteen games. Whereas people used to take the piss out of fucking joking, yeah, for pronouncing stuff wrong and getting stats wrong and and trying to sign players who were already ours who were out on loan. This man is in the same bracket as Joe yeah. He's lost the plot mentally. I think he's, he's not, worse. He's not capable. You, I wouldn't let him in charge of a, of, of a car at the moment to drive himself home because he'd be a danger on the road. So why is anybody at that football club letting him manage us? That man, by the time we've recorded this podcast, mate, should have been fired. If any sort of thing, he should have been fired ages ago. Lee Channing should have been waiting for him off the pitch. I'm sorry, Steve. I know you're a nice man. I know you're nice. But fuck off. You're, yeah. t- you're absolutely not fit for purpose. The it, I think you did a post-match. I think you did the post-match press conference as well. And I've seen something from the Chronicle um, of him summing up the season. And he says, we've done okay. Like, we've done okay. Are you, are you flipping? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's... He must go on drugs, <laughs> mate. He's got to be like I'm. Be like I'm so numb to it. I can't, I can't even get annoyed at it anymore. But <laughs> we've done okay. Twenty seven games, and we're set on how many points? It's it's dire, mate. We're one point above the drop zone. You're doing worse than Steve McLaren. You're not doing okay, mate. It's um, he needs to be sacked. It, it's 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 beyond it's beyond embarrassing, mate. The club have neglected. 
the entire situation. You've got Mike Ashley saying about the takeover. Oh, I need to get the fans of Newcastle United what the what they want and what we deserve. We don't deserve Steve Bruce, mate. And we don't deserve the championship, mate. But that's where we're heading. We do not deserve the bastard championship. And but th- that is where he is dragging this football club to. And, and I know, uh, we, you know, we, we're going to get on to what's been another comedy act of a week for Newcastle United. But yeah, um, yeah the words of Mike Ashley. What I would say, Mike, is if you're going to speak, please engage a fucking brain cell, because what you are saying and what is happening on the pitch, which I don't know if he ever even even checks the Newcastle results these days. I know he sporadically, you know, visits. You know, away days and this, that, and the other. But we are in the shit. We are in the shit. I know we're not in the bottom three, so that's probably all he, he yeah. cares about. And, and yeah, we've got a game in hand on Fulham, a game in hand on Burnley. But you know what? If I was a Burnley supporter, I would still be quite confident because they are showing at least signs of life. This the 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 dragging out draws. You know, a couple of draws, a win, then there may be a loss. But they are getting the odd the odd win. We're nowhere near. The thing is, if we were close, I could accept it. Oh, we were unlucky. You know, with just a little bit more luck, or if we get one or two more players back, then we're close to a win. We're close to a breakthrough. Mate, we're a million miles off a breakthrough. Well, I don't even know where the next goal's going to come from, mate, to be honest. You've got all the goal scorers out of the team. Anyone who could create or score is gone. Um, By the way, Throw-ins in future. If we get a throw-in, can we just give it to the opposition? Because Might as if, well. if, I, if if I see us fuck another throw-in up again, I'm going to vomit all over the TV screen. How can we be so bad? Oh, one second. Is that because we're only training two days out of the fucking week? Well, it's possible, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, we were all okay, came in for maybe ten minutes. We had a little bit of energy, but the, we look like the team we played on Thursday and not West Brom. They look well, the fresher yeah. of the team. I was just through pure, through where pure <laughs> incompetence trained twice, three days after the train for three days after the Wolves game, and the and like all season we've been talking about we kind of do the press because while we're breath out, we're like we're tired after fifty minutes. Now we know why, mate, because they're training twice a week, and then they ask mm-hmm. Steve Bruce about it in the press conference. Army oh, sports scientists deal with that. So you mean to tell me a sports scientist has trained at university? For four years, because it's a long course, it's a difficult course. I thought about doing it myself, right? And they've passed their qualification. They've got a job at Newcastle United, a Premier League club, and they've said, right, the board, the lads would be best equipped to train two days a week. Are you having a bubble, mate? Like seriously, you can't. You can't. Like as a sports scientist, if that's your actual opinion, you should not be a sports scientist. You yeah. should be a personal trainer down at the flipping local gym. Mate, if you're you should be two. You should be. A, you should be a fucking tea lady. For for you a, be a fucking tea lady or something. For Premier League athletes, Paul. I mean, you've got top level clubs that train five days a week, and then they travel the other. Off the play two days a week, they have, they have, they have uh, four days a week training. Do you remember the what Danny Rose people? said? Do you remember what Danny Rose said when he joined? Oh, tra- holiday camp. Holiday, holiday camp, yeah. And he's known as one of the most lazy England players currently. In the last yeah. 10 years, he's known as one of the, mo- the most lazy. And he called Steve Bruce's training methods a holiday camp. Do you know how much of a spit in the face that is? Yeah. And, you've got these, and you've got these sports scientists saying two days a week. If that, that's if you believe Steve Bruce, which I don't, he controls the training. 
And the main thing is injuries will pick up, mate. Yeah. And we're training two days a week. This is why. Because they're running and they're getting knackered or either in training or they're getting yeah. knackered elsewhere on international duty because they're training more than a couple of days and they're paggered, mate. And they're getting injured. Over time. John George Delvey, when he runs, he looks like he's smoke he's he's been smoking 40 fags. He he looks that unfit, that uninterested. And like I say, I, I, we've had we've had some great midfielders and we've had some some terrible midfielders but he is one of the laziest bastards I've ever seen play he will play one good game in maybe every 15 but he's so lazy at putting the foot in and, and when the football club needs a man who gets paid tens of thousands of pounds per week one of the highest paid players at the football club to put a shift in where is he where is that oh well uh, you know the fantastic man management. Where was where was that? Where was the um, the togetherness that he talked about on on, on his interview? I tell you where. It's pure jackanory. It's pure bullshit. It's absolute and utter bullshit. Um, he is not a great man manager. And, and if you're putting him over the likes of Rafa Benitez, you need your head examining because you know there's a man who's managed at the highest uh, level. He's looked after some of the best players, the biggest names, the biggest personalities on the entire planet. He has won everything and he's done everything. Yet you are saying Steve Bruce, right? Um, who hasn't got a, post, a, fucking, a, a pot to fucking piss in is, is, is better than him. Now, Does you've even got a bit of a kebab fat, uh, fetish or something like that. Or he's banging Mrs. Bruce, so he needs Steve to stay here so he can sneak off to go and have his secret rendezvous with Mrs. Bruce. Because something is toward here. Uh, and, of course, Steve Bruce rewards his uh, loyalty with the captain's armband or vice-captain's armband, if, you know, obviously dependent upon LaSalle's availability. Uh, and, and we've seen, across the board, players regress under this manager. You talk about man management. Where is the man management with Matty Longstaff? Where is the man management with Sean Longstaff? Where is the man management with your Jamal Lewis's? Where is the sense to bring Matty Longstaff in from the cold to play, I don't know, say Manchester United, and then he's dropped now then we, when we play somebody else of a lower you know, level? I'm not expecting your John Joe Shelby's to go up against Manchester City and dominate midfields and do fantastic stuff. Just but when we're playing... But when we're playing, mate, West Brom, when we're playing Sheffield United, when we are playing um, Brighton's of this world and stuff like that, with the greatest of respect to the clubs that I've just mentioned, there's no disrespect to them. But I am looking for John Joe Shelby to boss games against the lower end Premier League uh, quality uh, players. And he's not. Not even close. He is an absolute champ. And I tell you something, we're going to go down and he's going to jump this summer. And I pity... I tell you what, I'll take one from Mr. T. I pity the fool that picks up John Joe Shelby and his 80, 90 grand a week wages because you are inheriting one of the laziest, most uninterested footballers that I have ever, ever met. He's got all the talent in the world, mate, but he's not got a heart. He's got the heart of a fucking pea if he's got a heart at all. No battle in him, no bottle, no commitment, no nothing. I, I don't want to see him Jeff Hendricks and the like, anywhere near that uh, that first team again. Uh, I'd have I'd have rather had an Elliot Anderson on the bench today, and I'd have thrown him in, and I'd have done something like that because even the missus was saying, um, "What's the worst that can happen? What is the worst that can happen? Because you just lose every week." Yeah, she's right. What well, what's the worst that can happen? We'll lose again by having a go by attacking. 
I'd have felt better today, mate, if we'd lost 3 4 nil, right? But we'd have had a go and we'd peppered their goal and their goalkeepers had an absolute blinder. I'd have felt better than what I do at the moment. Just very, very, please, please, please don't, please don't. We're going to sit back and we'll just have a point each. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's okay. What a pathetic um, way to run a football club, mate. Pathetic. It is. It's a, it's it's absolute shambles from top to bottom. And there's rumours going around that um, the club have reiterated their stance to keep ahead of him. Uh, I've just been reading on Twitter there. So there's no intention to get rid of him, mate. The, the only way the club are going to wake up is if we fail to win next weekend and Fulham put win the relegation zone. And then they might wake up and realise, oh, shit, win the relegation zone. So it's too late. It is. It's too, too late. late. Because last time they appointed a world class manager on Rafa Benitez and he couldn't keep up. How many this games time, did Shearer get? Was it eight? Shearer got eight games. And Rafa got ten? Yeah. Two was little, right? too late. Oh, it went yeah, in the My good feeling was it was too late anyway. We've been saying, Athlete, seal your fate. We're now with the point and no return, mate. That, that, yeah. That's it. That round, actually. I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of that. But <laughs> I, I shouldn't be. But yeah. Um, Act late, seal your fate. We've been there for a while, and with it's too late now, Paul. It's it's finished. Steve Bruce could relegate us by about five or six points. It's it's more than a possibility at this point. Yeah. And what's he going to be saying against the likes of Liverpool and, and Man City? Oh, these are must win games. Like, because we didn't deal no. with what business when we played the teams that are around. Were it's uh, it's beyond belief, mate. Well, everybody has to take take the responsibility. We've we touched on Lee Charney before, and I'll say it again, come January, when we were desperate for extra support and we, we, we needed um, to, to to sort of really, really go at it and make the necessary changes. You know, I, I, I understand people have been saying a lot about Yedlin. I understand we had three right-backs and only one position available. So I understood the reason, reason behind that, to get rid of one, to free your squad players up to go and get somebody else in. That squad place has gone to Christian Atsu. Why not? If you're going to get rid of something, use it as, as, a, as a plan. I'd have rather kept Yedlin and kept him in that place than let him go and just sort of replace him with nobody and just think, oh, well, uh, oh, Christian Atsu. Because what's Christian Atsu going to offer? Where has he been? Has he been near the first team? So he, he can't be even training that well because he's nowhere near the, the you know the, the first team and everything. But you know, come January there was an opportunity to shuffle the pack and to to make sure that there was enough in the tank to get us over the finish line. So there isn't enough in the tank to get us over the finish line. So so Lee Charney must accept some of that responsibility. He must also accept responsibility because obviously Steve Bruce was a Lee Charney um you know, uh, addition to, to to the team. Again, it's Lee Charlie's decision to keep him in employment despite the, despite the results going terribly. And Steve Bruce has done an absolute terrible job. But I've got no doubt in my mind he will get another crack at, at the whip to be able to relegate us next season as as you know as as well. I've no confidence made in him in him rebuilding um, the club to be able to come straight back up. And you look at when Rafa went down, he he sold you win albums of the world and stuff like that. You got lots of money in and he reinvested some of that in Matt Ritchie, Dwight Gale, players who he knew could get us out of the championship and get us back to the Premier League and keep us in the Premier League. This time, mate, 
we've got our crown jewels of ASM and Miggy. And after you look, after you get through some of these, you look at some of the other players, mate. Uh, we've got five or six who are out of contract. Um, and then we've got players the likes of who will be left over, like Jeff Hendrick will be left over. Uh, Joe Linden, oh, my, my Joe Linden, I'll tell you what, he'll be loaned out. He'll be loaned out to somebody, Joe Linden, because nobody's going to pay money for somebody who can't hit the side of a barn. Um, so you go through the, the team bit by bit. John Joe Shelby is worth ping, peanuts. Um, and you keep going through. Jamal LaSalle's, will he stay? Won't he stay? Has he been that great? Has he not been that great? Uh, Fernandez will go. Shao will go. Um, you might keep uh, Jamal Lewis, who hasn't been fantastic this season, certainly defensively. You might keep Paul Dummett. You'll lose Dabravka. So I think Darlow's out of contract. So you may lose Carl Darlow. So you're probably playing. Uh, with either Woodman, who might want to stay at Swansea, and then you're looking at Keith, uh, not Keith Gillespie. <laughs> you're looking at Mark Gillespie between the sticks. Emil Kraft, who's going to give him? Who's going to give him an opportunity to escape? So you've got Kraft at right Sweden, back. Because he's a yeah. player. I feel sorry yeah. for Sweden, like if that's the pinnacle of your right back position. You must have some shite if he's if he's the if he's the best one that, that's on offer. I, I'd hate to see the worst. <laughs> Flipping out. Is, it, is it literally a mannequin just standing there, or the it's like you know, just they've got they've got like a local one of the like this is an statue and put him at right back because that's literally what all it can be. Do you know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's totally. Dumb, isn't it? But if, if we go down, we've got lots. Of, well, the point I was trying to make is we've got lots of players out of contract who will leave. We've got one or two crown jewels, which we we know who them uh, them two or three are. Callum Wilson isn't going to hang around. So we'd lose him to another team. Um, Aston Villa. Um, yeah, Aston Villa. Yeah, they were interested in him before. So then you're looking at your striking options, and it's 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 embarrassing. It is, it is absolutely embarrassing. But we are reaping, mate, what we sowed, and this is what you get if you sow substandard uh, seed. You get substandard crops, and that's what we've done. We have set our bar that low. That if you're going to miss, you're going to end up failing and, and and literally falling in the dirt. Keegan used to aim for the stars and he used to say, well, if we hit, hit the moon, we've done pretty well. Steve Bruce, this is what you get when you target 17th as your remit and you miss out for a bit. We're going to finish third bottom. Um, I'm absolutely and utterly uh, sure of it. But yeah, no football to talk about today, mate. It's all about uh, being let down again today. And another fantastic opportunity. It's it's gone. It's gone. Well, the one thing we were going to talk about, mate, is the takeover. That was like a plan thing with yeah. the update and everything, uh, with arbitration and all that. But um, I've got to be honest, mate, it's pointless to talk yeah. about. It's absolutely pointless because if we get relegated, they've got to go by all the way back to square one, agreeing a deal and all that, and then working with the AFL, and then they'll need to do a direct and owners test in the Premier to get it back into the Premier League in any way. So, obviously, it's gone. It's gone that takeover. It's, it's it's just another one that, uh, thank you very much to the powers that be at Newcastle United, because if there's a way to fuck something up, mate, these clowns in charge of our football club will find that way to fuck it, to fuck it up. Um, but you're quite, quite correct. I, I was listening to uh, Red Rose Michelle, who, um, you know, was talking about the takeover and the lad, uh, Ben, uh, what do you call him? Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, they, they they were saying the, the same again. 
all, all we've done with the recent developments is waste four months on, on a futile manoeuvre. You've added another four months off. That this this arbitration can go on for another year or two. You know, we we'll, we could be a League One side by then. We could be back in the Premier League. We could be stuck in the Championship still. But the top and bottom of it is made that, that is a Saudi Arabia PIF going to be interested realistically when what they are trying to do is sports wash their brand, their country in a team that's in the championship. And, and I just can't see it. And I can't see Mike Ashley dropping the price because he's, he's a money whore. Um, so the, the takeover, it's, it's, it's that far out. And all I can think about at the moment is from Ashley's point of view, he'll just think it's, it's an exercise to try and make money. He's got the 18 million quid that the bank does a deposit. Um, is can take them to court, and even if, if even if he can prove wrongdoing, mate, unless the Saudis want to come back to the table, it, it's often it's the land of make believes. What ifs, what buts, ifs, and and, and and maybes. It's 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 good because we could have been one of the richest clubs in the world. But I just hope that the people at the Premier League can sleep easy, knowing some of the stuff and some of the things that have come out about well provisional decisions. Yeah, you know, suggested like came out uh, to, to suggest that unless this extra proof was given, that they wouldn't. And then come out, well, we haven't given an actual uh, result of the takeover thing. Well, yeah, but you've made you've made your thoughts pretty well clear. But you're hundred percent right as normal, mate. There's so little point talking about something that might take another two years at, at this point, if there's even a realistic. Um, possibility of, of, of it going through my only hope is that Amanda Stavely has been trying, trying, trying is that she comes back to the table with a different um, you know a different situation and that Mike Ashley would accept a lower initial price with uh, instalments based upon getting back to the Premier League and the side of things but um, <laughs> it, it's a biggest, it, it's as much of a pipe dream as us staying up this season Primo, I mean, I'm not going to sit and say it's dead, mate, but if we go down to the championship, it'll be really hard to renegotiate things. Um, and it all rests on Steve Bruce. This is why I don't understand with Mike Ashley, because you've got a asset, even as, even from a business point of view, you've got an asset, £350 million or £300 million, whatever um, their newspaper you read, right? Uh, your asset's £300 million. That's in serious danger of dropping by eighty million pound or one hundred and twenty million pound. Severe, severe damage to the asset lump sum, and you're willing to risk all of that for what is two million to get rid of Steve Bruce. Because if you work it out, the amount of wages he gets, it's nowhere near four million. It's around, it's around one and a half to two million. So for the sake of two million pound, you're willing to risk it. 80 to 120 million pound even from a business point of view that makes no sense at all like a, a mm. businessman in a rich in a big fucking ceo of a big company wouldn't bet the house on a short stake in the club or an asset or an employee do you know even from a business point of view mate it's flipping it's ridiculous you wouldn't do it but you yeah yeah you have mike ashley betting the house Betting all the takeover, betting all arbitration, everything he's worked for over the past year, betting all that on Steve Bruce to keep us in the league when he's got two wins from eighteen games. It's 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 balmy, mate. It's beyond I mean, belief. Does he, does he think he's still got Rafa in charge? Is, is is that is he that out of touch with what is going on at Newcastle? Because any sane, logical business person with 
a record of two in eighteen, and we've got eleven games left, and we need four and five wins. Well, we've only got two in the previous eighteen. Which those numbers just do not work. It it doesn't work, and you you would you're totally right again. You would imagine that the alarm bells would be sounding for Mike Ashley. Mike Ashley would get on to Lee Charney and Justin Barnes, and heads would be rolling. And and there's no doubt I think that something has been said. You know, a, a comment. Oh, I'm a little bit alarmed, and I think that's why why Graham Jones got got uh, taken on. Um, is a sticking it hasn't, worked, Paul. It, it, it hasn't because and it's created even further divides at the club because I think Lee Charney's answers back well. Mike, we're struggling with coaches and this, that, and the other because uh, you know a couple of the coaches have come down with COVID and, and this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, "Well, we'll go out and get another coach. Go, yeah, go out, go out and, and replace that coach. Yeah, no, no problem. Is that it? Is that all I need to do? Just stay up. Oh, happy days. Jobs are good, and <clears throat> but it ain't work like that. It ain't work like that. And this comes down to what Keegan said. You've got people at that football club, mate." who aren't football people making football decisions. Anybody with an ounce of common sense who's watched football, who has a connection for the club and who cares for the club can see this. But you've got Penfold, um, you know, who's who's absolutely scared. And I think he's powerless to make any decisions. He can't even decide to switch the the lights on and off without running it by Justin Barnes. But... You've got nobody at that football club who's a, who's a proper football man who's in touch with the modern game. Our manager's out of date. Our coaches, you know, it, it's just like a, a five-a-side kick around with, with, with the with the kids. We're relying on a on a coach who's coming in from Bournemouth who, who've, you know, had their own struggles and this, that and the other to come in and, and to turn everything around when, when there is a ceiling on what he can do. I've no doubt, mate. He's come in and, he, and he's he's made some he's made positive changes. He yeah, got one of the wins that yeah. we have in eighteen games, but obviously, the longer he's been there and the more disagreements that are in place, mate, he's clearly not being uh, listened yeah. to. He and, found and all he says, "I'm the manager." Who's making the making a mess of it? He's like, "Oh, I'm the yeah. manager. I'm the stubborn one. I'm this. I'm that." It's just like Graham Jones is oh, getting. It, it summed it up last week when he was swearing at him on the telly, mate. Uh, in that the was Sums it all up. Do you know what I mean? That just shows how much authority Jones has. He came in, he gave a system, it worked, and Bruce has stuck with that system. Mm-hmm. Even though the players who are influential to the system working are out injured. So you've got yeah. to change the system to accommodate your new players. Because Joe Linton, Fraser, Carroll, Gale can't play this diamond system going forward. They just can't, no, mate. Sorry. With this person who's got what twenty five years experience, as he keeps banging on about, if if you know that you can't play the system with the players that we've got left, then because you've got all this experience, of course, you, you know this, and you can actually make a formation to get the best out of the players that you've got available. Now today was a massive wasted opportunity. If you're playing against the Sam Allardyce uh, side, you know they're going to be tight as possible. They're going to try and make it as physical as possible and they're going to play Route 1 football. All we did was sit back, try and get the ball and then hoof it forward. What better than Andy Carroll, in that, if, if that's what you're going to play, what better than Andy Carroll to, to, to play that way and then look for Dwight Gale to get busy round him and, and, and to look to exploit 
his his mobility. He looked to exploit his good, you know, not fantastic, but certainly good level of finishing. Our best finisher was bit at the club, put it that way. But th there was none of that. But somebody with 20-odd years worth of experience in the game would, would, would know that you can change formations from match to match to, to go against different styles, different oppositions, different types of teams. You know, what worked well against Everton, mate, isn't necessarily going to work well uh, you know, with West Brom. And also as well, you've got to remember when we played that against Everton, it was a little bit of a surprise. It was a left-field decision. Everton would have known that we were going to do that. But now, West Brom, Wolves, etc., they know what we were going, what we were going to do. Uh, but yeah, top bottom of it is made. You know, you can say we were unlucky this, that, and the other against Wolves. I think personally, Wolves edged that game. They could have easily, easily won. Oh, definitely. Today, uh, I think there was only one team trying to win it, and it wasn't Newcastle. So. Um, it's 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 not as it's like you said. It's not as if we're close. I have no confidence in the management. I have no confidence in in the ownership. I think Mike Ashley is is oblivious. I think Lee Charney is clueless. I think uh, Justin Barnes is useless. And that PR stuff that come out during the week, getting back to that, was nothing more than that. It was just to try and keep the fans off Mike Ashley's back. And he's quite happy if they're, they're singing about, you know, uh, or complaining about Steve Bruce and, and everything. But every one of those people that I've just mentioned has got a part to play in the demise of this once proud football club. Uh, and and uh, just at the moment, uh, I just dread the next match. I, oh, I'm just sitting there dreading the 90 minutes, the sitting through the performance. But um, I'm not even going to say it. It's a must win. It's a must it's, because I've, I've been saying that I've been saying it for fucking finish. weeks and months, mate, and it's making the, jack shit difference. The one, the one silver lining we might get is if we get into the relegation zone early enough, they might do something about it, and then the manager, then the next manager coming in, has time to try to try and turn it around, even though it's an impossible fucking job. But honestly, mate, if if you just, if you tell me you get rid of all the Steves. All 25 of them get rid of all the Fippen Steves that Graham Jones bring in. He's his staff from now at the end of the season. I take it. And I think the players will get a little bit of a boost from it. I, I think the fan base will get a little bit of boost through just through Steve Bruce not being at the club. Um, that's the only thing we got right now. That's it. We need we need a bounce, mate. We need a we need a reaction. Because Steve Bruce is not getting reactions out of these players. He can go, oh, well, you know, the other team's fantastic and we, we need to roll with sleep. He's not positives, getting, positives. He's not getting any he's not getting anything out of the team, mate. It's gone. He's lost the dressing room through the through battering Matt Ritchie in midweek. Um and argue but it's been leading up to that, mate. One story was gonna come out. I mean he's, he definitely fell out with Sean. We know that for sure. Because yep. he hasn't played since the rumoured arguments, blaming him for Sheffield United. And obviously that has a not got an effect for Matty. There was rumours he fell out with Gale, rumours he fell out with Dubravka. You know, he's fell out with half the football squad this season, man. And it's and like, expecting why, why why are things going badly? So it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes, mate. It doesn't take Sherlock Holmes. And, and how Lee Charney can't say this and think, I need to act to safeguard the future of this football club. I need to put Newcastle United first above me mate Steve and his mates all call Steve and this that and the other 
there's none of that made. The 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 football club is is, is being fucked. Yeah, it's dead. It's being fucked from every angle. It, it really is. The media uh, having their laugh and the saying they love the circus and this that and the other. Our ownership has fucked us over. Our leadership has fucked us over. Our coaching team has fucked us over. Some of the players are fucking us over. Um, yeah, we have been well and truly fucked this season from start to finish. I, I want Steve Bruce to go, even if it doesn't save us from uh, relegation, which it may not now. You don't know what we could get through at the end of the season under this, uh, you know, under this shower of shit. Um, I just want him to go. Uh, he does not represent our football club. I do not wish him to represent our football club. Um, he has messed messed it up. You can talk about I'm a I'm a Geordie, this that and the other. It, it does not resonate with me one one little bit. To me, if you have somebody who's doing a good job, I don't care where they're from or anything like that. If they're a Geordie, if they've got a connection to the club, it, fantastic. It's another little tick. But it's not the be-all and end-all of it because it's proven with this buffoon in charge as it was before with your John Carvers and stuff like that. It means now, mate. I want a comp- I want competent people running our football club in every area. And we haven't got it, mate. It's too late. No. Newcastle United are as good as, as down at the moment. We're, we're a dead well, man walking. For, for being a, a, a Geordie and that, mate, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't be further from further from like a fan to be honest yeah. because you look at you look at it he just doesn't get the values of the club he doesn't play football that represents the football club as a fan he would know what those are um i remember when rafa came in mate a couple of years ago and no rafa's i'm i'm bringing rafa because he's the previous manager one but two he's from madrid in spain but he came into the club he invested his time into the area to find out what it meant. Uh, he, he invested in in local charities and stuff to get the fans on board. Even when we went down, we went down with a flick of hope that we'll come back straight back up. Under Bruce, we go down, mate. We are flipping not coming back up. In fact, yeah. we won't even flipping hit the playoffs. We'll, we, we've got more chance of getting relegated again and doing a Sunderland than, than, than actually going, getting promoted to get back to the Premier League. Newcastle yeah. need to sack Steve Bruce and get a reaction from the next manager because the honeymoon period from the next manager is the only thing that's going to keep Newcastle in this yeah. league. Man. It's, it, too, it it's too yeah. late for Steve Bruce. It's gone, mate. It's finished mm-hmm. with Steve Bruce. We need someone in now to sort this shit out and keep winning the yeah. league and try and save what is left if, uh, for what is the takeover because it's been going on over a year now, mate. And we, we need conclusion there's no point in having a conclusion winning arbitration for a championship team who's dealing with a different set of directors it's a pointless exercise yeah so yeah steve bruce needs to be sacked and he needs to be sacked flipping now like that you, might that might not save us this season let's just make that clear no, it, steve it, bruce, it, right? it, yeah it, it might not save us but i'll tell you something right we might go down with a little bit more of uh an effort. We might go down with a little bit more of a whimper. We might give ourselves a one percent chance because at the moment we've got no percent chance. So it is a one percent chance better than no percent chance. And if I was a Mike Ashley, heaven forbid, or a Lee Charney, that's what I'd be thinking. Some chance is better than no chance, and we've no chance at all. 
and 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 the, the thing is, if he comes in and he calls a meeting with, with Steve Bruce and he comes up with his normal uh, lines and he's he, and he's bullshit and stuff, I'm like, Steve, we've heard these reasons, struck excuses week after week after week. They've become tired. They're repetitive. The fans are sick of them. The players are sick of them. I'm sick of them. You're fired. Clear your desk and fuck off. And then just get somebody in and incentivize it. You keep us up and I'll write this number on a piece of paper. I'll write any number on a piece of paper. Do, keep do, the, do, do the job. Because like this season... season the house on yeah. Steve Bruce. Yeah. You, come, you come short, mate. Yeah. Every time. So, 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 so give, give, it to, give it to somebody else. Give it to anybody else. And try a different approach because it's it is it's the definition of an insanity is repeating the same things and expecting a different a, a different result. Newcastle fans have seen this coming from a mile off. Um, and when it comes to all these other pundits, we told you so. We told you this was happening, and our only saving grace can be to get rid of them, get somebody else in, because the advantage of home and away up until probably the last weekend of this season, possibly. It is 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 gone. It should be. It should be possible for us to turn up with our, hopefully with a few players back, turn up to some stadiums and get some results. But we can only do that if we've got competent leadership and organisation and structure. And unless Lee Charney is going to pull his finger and get something done for once at that football club and Justin Barnes and everybody else. Then we'll we'll might as well just accept relegation. I'm looking forward to some short away away days next uh, season. I'm trying to look look for a silver lining in this cloud of, of relegation, but I'm sick and yeah, I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of 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 the football club making me feel so shit, ruining your weekend. If we play on a Tuesday, ruining your week before it's really even started, and so on and so forth. Um, putting you in a mood, stressing you out. It's it's got got to change at no other club, mate. Has this gone on for as long as it's gone on at other clubs where there's been takeovers and stuff like this? It it there comes a resolution, there comes a an end point, but it, it, it's like we're stuck in the middle of the Amazon forest, and it's just like oh, there's another tree, there's another tree. Oh look, there's some more trees over the horizon. We just don't appear, mate, to be going anywhere. We're directionless, we're spiritless, we're spineless, we're gutless. And I know you've had enough. I've had enough. We need, we demand change at this football club. We need it. It's desperate, mate. It's it. We're getting to the point of no return. Um, I mean, I think we're already down. I think today was kind of the nail in the coffin. If yeah. they don't change Steve Bruce now, which is rumoured that they're not going to, that's it. Because I don't see we're winning next week. I don't see when any of the next couple of games and then we'll get fed to the Sharks against the big teams and they'll absolutely flip and kick walls and um, put in a goal difference so far behind the rest that we'll not be able to catch them in any way. And then they'll probably sack Steve Bruce then and then it'll be too little too flipping late, mate. Um, so <laughs> it, there's just no positives, mate. And I, I've said it before, like, well, honestly, people that, people that listen will know this as well. Like... I, these these negative podcasts, man, we hate doing them. We yeah. do, we hate doing the negative ones because we just feel like we say the same stuff or every week because they're not being addressed by the management, they're not being nope. addressed by the by the owners, not being addressed by anybody. It's just the same shit every single week. And there's no football to talk about, mate. 
There's no football. Football's uh, not played today. We've been going 80 minutes, Paul, right, in the podcast so far. I think we spoke about the football match about five minutes. Like, how how weird, how how strange is that? Under Steve Bruce, it's not very strange, but in general... Before, before, like Magpie twenty four seven and stuff, we talked about football for ages under Rafa when we played well. Do you know what I mean? But not, not nothing under Bruce. You've got to be able to say something there to talk about this. A little bit of positivity. We don't yeah. want Champions League football. We, we don't expect to win the flipping league. We just expect to have a bit of confidence in the dugout, man, and a bit of fire on the football field. A little bit of pride and dignity, football. mate. Because this, this lot at the minute, mate, I'm ashamed of being a Newcastle fan. The, the, they're, they're an absolute fitment disgrace to the shirt, the disgrace to the city in Newcastle. And that Steve Bruce calls himself a Geordie. Mate, if he's a Geordie, I'm a fitment astronaut. Do you know what I mean? He's a flipping, he's a con artist of a manager. He says he wears his heart on his sleeve and that. Just not but pick his fitment face. And... It's just passionless, mate. He's 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 dead inside, smiling with opposing managers and and play fighting with former players. Like, come off it, man. We're seventeenth in the league, and he's yeah. sitting there. We're doing. Uh, he says we're doing okay. You've had a hundred and twenty million of investment. You've got you've got players. Rafa would have flipping dreamed it with hard. And you're going, yeah. and you're going. Oh well, you know what? You've had investment that Rafa would have dreamed. You, dreamed look, had. you look at Fulham, mate, and the the beating, the beating Liverpool. They're putting the 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 challenging teams. The they're getting on the front foot and and really trying to get it and fight for what they believe yeah. in. Fight to still. If, if, if teams can pass Fulham, yeah. If teams manage to beat Fulham, they know that they've been in a game. If you go up against Fulham and you beat them, you know that you've been in a game. If you've been up against a Steve Bruce Newcastle team, it's a, a gift that keeps session. on giving me. It is a training Absolutely gift. Yeah. Well, we don't have training sessions. There were two a week where they run up and down the field for a couple of hours and then they go home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Neither one is so much. And neither wonder it's the best manager he's played under for four days off a week. Fucking yeah. hell. Four time oh, that, 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 a week. Why are you? That is right up. John Joe Shelby's uh, street because John Joe is getting to be a bit, a little bit of a, um, not a little bit, but he's he's a lazy player. He's a lazy player, so he, of course, he's going to love it under a lazy manager. Why wouldn't he? That's just right up his, oh, right up his street. Totally lazy management, I, I, from top yeah, to bottom. I don't, I don't want to attack our own players, but I, I've got to call it as I see it. And you know, I've seen since since um, he, he wasn't the world's best under Rafa. But Rafa could get more out of him because he, it was that micromanagement and that tactician and, you know, constantly from the side, he's, t- he's tinkering and he's constantly moving around the chess pieces to suit the situation. With Steve Bruce, all you see is him stood there, either his hands in his pockets doing goodness knows what the fuck, or sitting there rubbing his rubbing his face. And, oh, Big Joe! Come on, Big Joe! Are you out of position? Uh, th- it's the same old t- tired trait. There's no management whatsoever. Um, but it, we'll be saying the exact same things again, mate, next time out against Villa when they put another nail in. Of course, it would have to be Aston Villa, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, more but, teams yeah, that are pr- prolific at relegating Newcastle. But yeah. to, to sum up the to sum it up, mate, I mean, Rafa was a, ma- a master tactician, ma- a master of chess and strategy. And then you've got Steve Bruce playing checkers. You know what I mean? The the master tactician Rafa and then Chekhov. Yeah, 
to put it into comparison, Steve Bruce probably plays notes and crosses with the rest of the Steves on the back of a fag packet, whilst you've got uh, Rafa Benitez there sipping champagne um, and, and you know, st- uh, studying new training techniques and this, that, and the other. Um, you the think he's going to and crosses, Paul? Because I don't. Like you get to beat I'm surprised he can write his own name and tie his own bloody shoelaces, to be honest, Steve Bruce. But we mate, look, listen, we've said this. It's not a reaction to today's game. We've <laughs> no. said it since he was first linked, since he became Newcastle manager. We've <laughs> said it when he's won football games. Longer than this podcast's been gone, man. Yeah, we <laughs> have said it. So this is not a knee-jerk reaction. For those people saying, oh, they're just because, oh, they're jumping on the Joe Linton bandwagon. Mate, me and you have, have stuck up for Joe Linton for a season and a half. You, but it gets to a point where you've got to call it as as you see it, and, and you, you can't keep making allowances and this, that, uh, and, and the other. Emil Kraft, you give him the benefit of the doubt, or you think, oh, he plays better when there's a free, no. free man. Def- <laughs> you can't defend the indefensible at the end of the day. So for all those people saying that we're jumping on a bandwagon or we're overreacting, we're not. We no, no, have no we have held our tongue for more than most other people. We have given people chances far more. Yeah. Can you, you imagine? Can you imagine these sorts of results? You imagine Steve Bruce with his record at the Chelsea. He wouldn't have lasted a fortnight. He would not have lasted a fortnight. It is Yeah, you know. So we've been more than understanding. He was never our choice. We never wanted him, but. You try to see, you try to see past that, and it's all—it's all for the benefit of Newcastle. Uh, you bite your tongue; he's not our choice, but he's the choice. So you know, you—you you don't particularly like him, but you tolerate him, and you, you try and give him as I'm much thing as possible. But I'm, yeah, I'm beyond tolerant. But we'll be saying the exact same things, mate. Tune in, same bad time, same bad location, because I've got no doubt about it that I can't see us winning the next one. How it, good is that? The, diff- the difference in the yeah. next podcast, mate. The difference will be, we'll be in the bottom three. That's it. Yeah, we'll be in the bottom three, and we'll be a lot more. We'll be a lot more, probably a lot more depressed because <laughs> because being in the relegation will stamp it, stamp it down of where exactly where we're headed. Do you know what I yeah. mean? We haven't they been might, in the relegation yet this season, but that's the final. That's the final nail, mate. And I think Aston Villa will put that final nail in the coffin next season. I think once we're getting the relegation zone, mate, we'll not get out. Because if I was no. Brighton and Fulham looking at Newcastle, I'd be like, we're staying up. No problem. No problem. We need yeah. two or three wins. They won't win a flip another game this season. A flipping shit. We, if we can't beat West Brom, mate, who can we beat? Who can we beat? Seriously. That, that is a perfect, perfect way to end it, mate. If you can't beat West Brom, who can you beat? Perfect. Oh, it is. Um, yeah, but <laughs> it's been so it, it, I mean, five minutes football talk, mate. I mean, we're, we're, we've just hit 90 minutes there, <laughs> five minutes yeah. of football, and which it's is ironic. It's yeah. ironic because there was five minutes of football in the game today. That's how many, yeah. that's how many minutes Steve Bruce's team decided to play football today. Five minutes, we, we've got. got, yeah. We've got more of a sweat on in these 90 minutes than what the lad pulling on them black and white shirt did down at the Hawthorns today. Have a look in, in the mirror, lads. Look at what you've done. Look at what you're doing. I don't care what uh, Steve Bruce is doing. Show a bit of pride in that shirt. And we're going to don't be going down. Going but come on. Yeah. Come, no come out swinging. It's already done. But oh. um, 
hopefully, hopefully there's a podcast in midweek, and then they can say, and then we can say Steve Bruce has been sacked. But if not, it'll probably be after the, the Aston Villa game, which is which will be on a Saturday. Paul will do the podcast. But um, no, we really appreciate you sticking with us because you know how it is. It's it's been flipping shit this season, man. Um, yeah, and, and, and if you listen, like listen, listen we feel like we're saying the same things a lot, and and, and like obviously it's it's all worth it though if we can provide anything that gives gives you any any form of enjoyment out of out of Newcastle United. It's enjoyment at the moment. Any enjoyment out of this podcast at the minute with the way Newcastle are playing. Fucking kudos to you, honestly. Um, but we really appreciate the support, man. Um, we've be I've been in contact with a couple of um couple of people, Paul. Recently, uh, to try and get on as guests, obviously we had one on the preview thing yesterday. As I like, spot on. Uh, there's a couple of others as well. Uh, Jack, who I mentioned last week, I know you're listening, mate. Uh, we'll have you on in a couple of weeks, mate. Hopefully, on a positive one. Um, but nice. um, I, I th- unless there's anything you want to want to add, mate, I, I think we'll just leave it there. Like, yeah, uh, j- all, all just to say though, um, if you are listening, Mister Charnley. Yeah, as one of our as one of our former uh, colleagues used to call him. <laughs> if you are listening, uh, Charnley, I won't call you Mister Charnley. Uh, but yeah, yeah you, you you must have you've got my telephone number on file for for the the season ticket and all. Give me a call because I would love the opportunity. I'll do it free of charge to go into that dressing room to organise these lads and put a bit of passion back in the performance and a little bit of a pride in the shirt, which has been absolutely there. sorely missing so, so sort it out Charlie sort it out podcast and, be, and be happy for once I just want to be happy Paul no, no, no Champions League I just want to be happy to see me team play football shouldn't be too much to ask should it but Robbie Savage Paul Merson Chris Sutton um, all these flipping arseholes that have backed them in the media all season can't say I mean we told you so we told yeah. you so and to Chris Sutton as well ha ah, Rangers won the league <laughs> <laughs> oh man I served them right served them right it made this than that but um no um I, I think we'll just I think I think we'll leave it there but um Hi, right, thanks for sticking with me. Hopefully next week I've said this the last five bastard weeks Paul but hopefully this week <laughs> next Wait. week is a positive podcast, but un- until then, we'll have to sit through the week, see what happens. Hopefully, a win next week, but if not, it'll probably be the Bruce same. Out. But we'll end on saying, Bruce, yeah, Bruce out. Football club, get out of the football club, mate. You're flipping shit. But um, I, yeah, we'll love you and leave you for now. And uh, yeah, see you next week. Keep it tuned, lad.